0: Rob, I am so super stoked about this. I can't believe that Dr. Seward has actually turned the upper portion of his mental facility into a B Airbnb. And we get to stay in the same room where Lucy and Mina were supposedly attacked by Dracula.
1: I know that is crazy. And hopefully we get a Dracula sighting. I mean, that that would be the coolest thing ever.
0: Well, I have come prepared. I have come prepared. Um, unfortunately, they only have the one bed, so we got to share that. But I will be respectful of your space, and I know I can trust you. Um, but I, I've come prepared. So look at this. Look at this. I brought this dicky for you to wear, just to be safe. What the hell is a dicky? So it's like a fake turtleneck because I don't know like how hot it would be. So it really just covers your neck. So that way, if we do get a Dracula sighting, you're you're going to be safe. He's not going to draw your blood. Okay. So I got you covered there. Okay, okay, that sounds right. good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and to put, put this on hand? here. Put this on too. Well, what's this? This is like a little cross crucifix thing, and that way, if like the dicky doesn't work, we got that extra protection there. So put that on. I got one for each of us. Okay, I
1: don't really, I'm not really into crosses, but you know, I- I'll humor well, you here. Yeah,
0: I, I just don't want you to be a you know an undead person the rest of your life. Oh, okay. No, 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 Sarat to Rob would what they would call you. So and then here, eat this, eat this. It's still hot. Oh, geez. Wow, that's a lot of garlic. Yeah, it's cheesy garlic bread. It's still warm. So, so yeah, and we got that. Wow. And then here, just in case, just in case, one more layer of protection. I brought us water pistols filled with holy water, and we can douse them with it. Oh, this is badass. Yeah, but, um, I, I came prepared. I just know, I can feel it. You know how you get these, like, weird feelings? I just, when I saw it on the internet, I'm like, I really think this is going to happen for us. So I booked the room right away.
1: Okay. Yeah. I just got one thing. I mean, I know this is a, a huge Alaskan king bed, but uh, you just made me eat cheesy garlic bread. And so you're going to be in danger tonight because I'm going to be laying some farts.
0: I will pull my dick up over my nose, too. So I, I'll i be covered that way as <laughs> okay. well. Okay. So it's like super foggy outside. Like, yeah, like where, all of a sudden foggy. Where did all that mist come from? I don't know. I do not know. Uh, it's pretty creepy. Oh, geez. Uh, Look, what at what is that? Holy shit. I, is it a hand? That, what is that? That's, yeah, it's like a hand. Is it like thing from the Adams family? I don't know. Look, Ooh, oh, and the latch. Oh, the window latch is moving too. Oh. Holy shit. I think we have Dracula outside Could that the be Dracula trying to get in? I don't. Well, we should be safe because we didn't invite him in, so we, uh, everyone okay. knows that he can't enter unless he's asked. Right, so.
1: vampires cannot enter a No, we are, place unless we're they're good.
0: invited. What's well, he doing with the, what's he doing at the glass, though?
1: <laughs> that is he, like, tapping? Or no, no, he's uh scratching?
0: Is he, he's like peeling the cock away with his fingernails. Okay, that's not scary at all, that's just weird. That's creepy. Oh shit! And look, oh, he's mad as hell. He tore his nail off trying to do that cock thing. What Man, was he thinking? D- did you hear that vampire scream? Wow. He's not happy. Not probably he'll just leave now. Yeah, he probably give up. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Wait a minute. What's why?
0: He, why is he taking his shoe off? I and his sock. Why does he? What's he doing with his toenail? Oh, oh my god! Oh no. Oh no. He no. Why would no? He is bound and determined to get in this room. Holy cow. Now he's, oh my God, he's gotten the pane of glass off and he's reaching it. Oh, he's he's how, actually breaking and entering. How, this is so wrong on so many levels. Is he not familiar with the mythos that he's got to be, did you didn't ask him in, did
1: you? Uh, not unless it was like some mind control type thing. This is
0: pretty weird. Oh my God, he's in the room. He's getting closer. All right, oh, get, your, get your water gun. You're oh. dousing this motherfucker. Just get him. Spray him right, now. Spray him. Spray him good. Oh, Ooh, yes. He's hissing and he... Yes. Oh, hell I yeah. I knew it would work. I knew it would work. Come on, let's go look out that window. Is he down below? No, no. he's not. What the... Is that a kite? Is that a, it's a kite. It looks like a bat kite. What the hell?
1: Did you know Dracula could turn into a bat kite? There's nothing scary about a bat kite. No. No, there's not. I mean, does it have a happy face on
0: it? It may as well. It's pretty cheesy. (laughs) Like our garlic bread. (laughs) (laughs) He has walked through centuries, untouched by time. He has seen empires rise and fall. He possesses the wisdom of the ages.
1: Throughout eternity, no man has ever provoked such terrible fear and
0: such haunting desire. Dracula, starring Frank Langella, with Laurence Olivier. I am the last of my kind, descended from a conquering race. But I must warn you to take good
1: care. If at any time my company does not please you, you will have only yourself to blame.
0: Oh, God! That's my poor shadow!
1: Dracula. The story of the greatest lover who ever lived. Died and lived again. Dracula.
0: All right, welcome back again, Midnight Mass Creature Cast fans, for another episode where we spoil Dracula from 1979. The film's rated... Oh, sorry, go ahead. No, we're going to spoil the hell out of this thing. Oh, yes, we are. The film's rated R. It has a runtime of one hour and 49 minutes. And this one is actually a listener pick. So that's why we're covering this one. That's right.
1: So neither of us picked this. Hell, I didn't even Mm -mm. know about this.
0: (laughs) And I am your co-host, Mark. And my other uh, friend that I'm being joined with is the ever awesome. I am Count Robula. (laughs) (laughs) I like that. And I feel like I need to watch my wallet. (laughs) (laughs) Oh,
1: shit. Hey, I didn't even get that. But wow. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty good. That's why you're the
0: quick one. Uh, yeah, that's why I'm the quick one. I'm quick draw McGraw. Um, no copyright infringement. Don't come after me, Hannah Barbera. Um, so this is a take on the Dracula story by Bram Stoker. It's actually based on a play that was written by Hamilton Dean and John L. Balderstrom. Stan, Stron, Stan. Oh my God, help me! B a l d e r s t o n. Balderston. Okay. Anyway. So they took the play and turned it into a movie. The director of the film is John mcdonald Batham, and he directed Saturday Night Fever from 1977. Which, off air, Rob and I were talking about this, and other than Frank Langella's hair, I can't believe that the same director did both films. Um, right. <laughs> they seem so different to me. Yeah, and he does look like Disco Dracula. He does. He's definitely a 70s Dracula. Yeah. For sure, for sure. Definitely a 70s Dracula. Um, So since we're talking about Dracula, the actor that portrays him is Frank Langella. Now, as far as seeking out a film starring Mr. Langella, I'm going to have to recommend Masters of the Universe from 1987. He played Skeletor. It was based on the He-Man and the Masters of the Universe cartoon. And it also starred uh, the ever awesome uh, Dolph Lundgren as He-Man. See,
1: I didn't. I didn't even know that Frank Langella played Skeletor. Now I'm going to have to rewatch Masters
0: of the Universe. And apparently it's one of his favorite roles because I don't know if it was his children or grandchildren, but they were very into the cartoon and he thought it was really fun that he got to do the live action version of Skeletor. And I love Skeletor. I don't know about you, but I really enjoyed Skeletor. Yeah, so I, I, I liked that
1: Skeletor fun. better than He-Man, like... I would make (laughs) when I had like the the play set of Castle Grayskull and and the toys, it was like Skeletor would always beat He-Man. It's like, you're my bitch.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I would play that a different way, but kind of the same way you're going. (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Now, just really quick. I mean, we probably should do He-Man at some point in time, but it really bothered me that they had the rights to He-Man and they chose to do with it what they did. Because I'm like, they just brought it to Earth to save on, like, all the money and special effects and everything. I thought, you know, leave it in Eternia and you could do all the cool stuff with all the different bad guys and good guys. But no, they're just doing Courtney Courtney, uh, Cox. So anyway, okay. Now, I'm doing this not necessarily by, like, uh, the uh, level of fame that the stars have, but how they correlate relationship-wise in the film. So next I'm jumping to Milo Renfield, who kind of is Dracula's lackey in the film. Mm -hmm. And that's Tony Haygarth. The only thing that I could recommend from him is he did a voice in Chicken Run from 2000. I don't know if you're familiar with all the Wallace and Gromit films and things like that, but Chicken Run is the the same animator that did uh, Wallace and Gromit did um, Chicken Run.
1: (laughs) Okay, I've heard of it, but I'm not really familiar.
0: All right. So moving on, we have, Dr. Seward. And that's played by the incredible Donald Pleasance. Uh, He is a psychiatrist in the film, and he's also the father of Lucy Seward. But really quick, um, everyone knows Donald Pleasance. He's done so many films. The two that I'm going to throw out there is The Devil Within, or it's also known as Sharon's Baby, or I Don't Want to Be Born from 1975. Uh, It also stars Joan Collins. It's kind of like one of those uh, riffs on Rosemary's Baby, Mm -hmm. but it's amazingly bad and wonderful all at the same time. Uh, Or Phenomenon. Or Phenomena. The John Travolta Um, one? No, 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 no. This was the Dario Argento one. And it's got a very young uh, Jennifer Connelly in it, and it's from 1985. Ah, gotcha. Okay. All I'm going to say is chimpanzee with a razor blade and we're going to move on.
1: <laughs> I do got to ask, though, um, did Donald, was Donald Pleasance born like with that, uh, with that skulllet? Because every time it's like even a younger version of him, he doesn't seem to have had hair.
0: No. And, you know, I, I seen so many Donald Pleasance films and I can't think of any with him in a full head of hair that I've seen. Right. That's what I was thinking, too. But now, OK, as. A gentleman, and I'm, you know, we're both kind of, um, who's not, you know, rocking a full head of hair anymore. <laughs> right, I right. I went bald very young. Uh, I went at the age of 24, I believe. Me too. Same thing here. Okay, so I'm yeah. wondering if we're just not, you know, maybe he, I don't know when he actually started if we're just not privy to films that he did before that. And maybe, you know, at some point we'd see him with a full, lush head of hair and we'd be like, who's this man? Right. That
1: would be pretty strange. It's now, like-
0: just really quick, he's got a daughter who's also an, an actress, and she resembles him a lot facially, and it's kind of jarring because it's almost like him in drag. Uh, <laughs> the, she's a very with good long actress, hair wig. Yeah. yeah, it's very interesting. So his daughter is Lucy, and that's Kate Nelligan. Um, the only thing that I'm familiar with from this actress is she was in Wolf from 1994 with Jack Nicholson and Michelle Pfeiffer.
1: Ooh, I love that movie.
0: Do you now? Okay, yes. interesting. When he pisses on the guy's you, I, shoes
1: and everything, oh, that was yeah.
0: So great. I, that's the only thing I remember from. It. I saw it once in the theater, and I was not taken over with it. Uh, I would have to revisit it before I really give you my opinion on it. Um, now, Lucy in the film is um, engaged to Jonathan Harker this go round, and the actor that plays uh, portrays Jonathan Harker is Trevor Eve. I know nothing of this gentleman's filmography. There's nothing I looked on IMDb or Wikipedia. There's nothing that he's done that I'm really familiar with. Um, He also is like the realtor, basically, that gets Dracula from uh, Romania over to England. Mm -hmm. He's also engaged to the ever uh, sickly and frail Mina Van Helsing this go-around. Mina is played by Jan Francis, not Anne Francis. um, And she was in... um, an episode of Tales of the Unexpected. It's a, like a British horror TV show, which is really pretty good. There's some really fun episodes. And that was from 82. I recommend that to people who are into things like the Twilight Zone or, uh, oh, what's the other one I love so much? I'm drawing a blank right now. Tales Night from Gallery. the Darks. Oh, Night Gallery. Yeah, Tales from the Darks. Anything like that, Rob. Yes, exactly. So um I and am then, confused.
1: I have to stop you for a moment. Because you said, yes. so is he engaged to both Lucy and Mina? Because you said no, that. No, I just engaged. blatantly lied
0: to you. Oh. Okay. I blatantly lied to you. <laughs> because, and I knew I was gonna do that, because normally he is always engaged to Mina.
1: Oh, um, yeah, that's what I I got I'm see this so movie sorry. confused the hell out of me because in the 92, you know, the Francis Ford Coppola one, I yeah. thought it was uh I thought he was him and Mina were an item in that. Yes,
0: movie. I'm so sorry. I am so so okay. sorry. Yes, okay. everybody in this one, Lucy and Jonathan are an item. Mina is just her sickly, always frail friend uh, who's staying with her. Yeah, she's very sick. <laughs> all the time. All the time. Uh, all the time. Um, and then her father, because she's Mina Van Helsing, her father is Professor Van Helsing. Um, and that uh, he is portrayed by Sir uh, Lawrence Olivier. Now, three things I want to tell people to watch by him. Um Alfred Hitchcock's Rebecca from 1940. It's It uh, was uh, introduced to me by my daughter-in-law, Dorsey. Uh, it's a wonderful film. I highly recommend it. Then he was in the thriller Marathon Man with Dustin Hoffman from 1976. And then in 78, he did The Boys from Brazil, which is another really good thriller. But that's our cast in a nutshell, basically. I'm not really going to go into anyone else. So oh, anything wow. else? Oh, I've go, got go, go. just
1: one thing which is cool if you're a Doctor Who fan. Um, oh, go for it. The guy who played Walter in the movie is Sylvester McCoy, which is also, you know, one of the doctors known for his, like, question mark cane um, in Doctor Who. So
0: so that- who is he in the film, Rob? Uh, Walter. Walter.
1: Whoever Who's Walter, Walter?
0: I don't know. <laughs> oh, okay. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Um, I just, uh, cause I know who my Walter is, but my oh, Walter yeah. wasn't in the movie. <laughs> no, no. Okay. Gotcha. Whoever this
1: guy, Walter is in the movie. Um, yeah. Sylvester McCoy.
0: Interesting. Okay. So, All right. There you go. Yeah. That's now, awesome. As I said, this is based on Bram, uh, Bram Stoker's novel, but it really was the inspiration for the play. So this is just the film version of that play. They've played fast and loose with the mythology of Dracula. Oh, and they we're gonna, really, really did. Yeah. yeah, see that come into play. Okay, so here we go. This movie is chock full of wolf howls, which I really do enjoy. <laughs> and uh, uh, they put a monkey
1: sound in there. <laughs> you are so scarred by Lucio Fulci. <laughs> the, no, when the bat was doing its screeching, I was like, "That's a monkey. <laughs> that's a that's a monkey. It's a monkey
0: bat." What would that be? A mat or a bunky? A bunky? Yeah, a I bunkie. think bunky sounds better. A bunky? Yeah, because a mat you're just gonna wipe your dirty shoes all over it. <laughs> so we are at the castle at first. And then really quickly, we cut to the ship, which is basically the Demeter. Um, Yeah. They don't really name it or anything. So I'm just assuming that since it's based on the book and everything, it's the Demeter. Um, If you're at all familiar with the story and everything, that's how Dracula uh, gets from point A to point B, which is England. Um, No one on the Demeter really makes it (laughs) alive. By the time the, the, the boat gets to shore, um, it's carrying crates of dirt from his homeland, which he needs. Um, I do like the one scene where the uh, they're going to actually throw the crate overboard because the people on board have, uh, have figured out that there's something wrong mm-hmm. um, with what they're uh, 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 carrying, the cargo they're carrying. But then you get that hand that kind of breaks up and goes for the one neck of the uh, crewman. Yeah. (laughs) Rips his throat. Yeah. Does the turkey. Yeah. And then you get like the wolf attack. So in this version, Dracula uh, takes the form of a wolf quite often.
1: Yeah. Like he can uh, wolf a bat, some mist, uh, pretty much
0: do almost anything, I guess. Right. But he's very much linked to wolves in this one or a wolf in this one. Mm hmm. So we get the, uh, shot of the lighthouse and then we see a turmoil inside of like a, a, like a mental hospital facility where Dr. Seward, Donald Pleasant works, um, and also lives. I don't know quite how that would really work out. Um, but he lives where he works and then we're privy to seeing that Mina is visiting his daughter, Lucy. Uh, they share the same bedroom, nothing, I'm not being funny or creepy or anything. They're just really good friends and that's what they're doing. Um, Lucy, not Lucy, Mina is very frail and fragile, and uh, she's not doing so hot as it is. Her father, the Professor Van Helsing, is away in um, the Netherlands at the time of this that's transpiring.
1: Oh, yeah. I, I had wondered, like, where the hell her father was.
0: Yes, yes. Um, then Lucy uh, is also dating, uh, as I mentioned before, Jonathan Harker. And he is the one who is basically charged with getting Count Dracula from Romania over to here and making sure that his cargo and everything arrives safely from the ship. Well, the weather's bad. The ship is wrecked on land and Mina kind of gets a glimpse of this and she runs down there for some reason. Um, In the interim, The count has turned into a wolf and he escapes into a cavern. Mina sees this and follows suit. But by the time she gets in there, Dracula has become a clothed man, which I call BS.
1: Yeah, he's laying there nude. He's wearing a nice fur coat.
0: Yes, I guess that's where the wolf play comes in. Maybe it's fur line whatever. Anyway, so he touches Mina's hand and they're kind of like locked together. You would think. Yes, for all intents and purposes. But no, that's really not quite how that's going to play out. So now the the boat's on land. It's badly wrecked and everything. And it's the um, next day. And everyone is basically unloading the cargo and everything. And this is where uh, we also are introduced to uh, Milo Renfield.
1: Yeah, he's I'm curious about Renfield in this movie because he just seems like a glorified mover.
0: Okay, and he also seems like an afterthought. Like, we have to have him in here, but he's really kind of purposeless. Yeah, like... I mean, do you agree? I do, because, uh, like, he even starts off eating bugs. There's not much of a call for this this character other than, oh, he's part of the mythos, so we've got to have him. Yeah. Like, if you took him out of here, it would be really pretty much... Just fine. It would not affect the story whatsoever. I feel
1: right. I think so too. Other than having just like, Oh, there's a guy named Renfield in this movie.
0: Right. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so while they're doing this, uh, Jonathan Harker also arrives and there's a bit of a kerfuffle between him and, uh, Renfield. But anyway, Renfield, uh, is charged with taking all the, uh, cargo up to Carfax Abbey where the count is living or will be staying. Um, and, um, Jonathan, because there's nothing but carnage on the boat and everything, and uh, Jonathan is uh, curious if maybe the log has some answers, but of course, the log is written in a different language, and no one's really familiar with it, but they're still going to try to uh, figure that out. Uh, doc- I put down Dr. Pleasance. Dr. Seward is also <laughs> uh, at the scene when all this is transpiring and everything. Um, and we noticed that there's that one scene where the, the one of the dead crewmen is actually holding a rosary. But that, of course, did no good in his situation. He's still dead.
1: Right. It didn't seem to crosses don't really have a lot of pull in this movie.
0: Not so much. No, they really don't. Do they uh, only it, in the
1: hands of like Abraham Van Helsing, I guess?
0: Yeah. Yes. And are they going back to the faith thing? I don't I don't know. I, I'm not. I quite sure on this one.
1: Yeah, that um, that confused me a bit as well because I was like, okay, so uh you know, at one point when Harker pulls that cross and Dracula just like sets it on fire.
0: <laughs> right, um, yes. Yeah, I uh, it yes. Okay, so at the uh at Carfax, Renfield is, you know, struggling to get the crates inside and everything and he checks one and it's just dirt, it's nothing else inside of it. Um but then Dracula is at the top of the stairs and basically he attacks turns into a bat and attacks Renfield right there on the premises. Yeah. Knocks him out. Yeah. So I don't really, okay, whatever. I'm just moving on. Um, (laughs) So the Seawards are going to be throwing a dinner party to welcome Dracula to their little community. So there's all sorts of small talk and everything. And Dracula shows up and um, Mina's kind of taken with, you know, uh, Dracula at first, but then Lucy is also kind of uh, entranced by uh, the count as well. Um, We notice at dinner that he doesn't want any wine. He's not in for that. Um, But it's brought up that in the log, the word Nosferatu is written down. And they believe that it stands for undead, but the count is very quickly to point out that it's not dead. It's just a matter of semantics. Not, okay. Yes, 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 yes. Um, and then there's that one scene where the uh the uh I guess butler cuts his finger and like Dracula's oh, yeah, and automatically he's, like <laughs> <laughs> He's
1: like I'm I'm trying restraint.
0: <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um but now I guess Mina can speak just a little. Is it a little Romanian? a, a bit. I guess Lucy can. Is it both of the ladies? but they're still not good enough at translating very much of it at all. Right. Um, yeah. They, so the, the log is useless, <laughs> which, what do you think it really said? The man's a bat, kill him. <laughs> he can turn into a wolf. <laughs> right, right. Um. Uh, but then, so as we mentioned before, Mina's in really bad health and, you know, she's staying with Dr. Seward. So he's got, all sorts of medication he can prescribe and he's going to give her some drugs. But Dracula's is like, Oh, no drugs. Don't do that. It's going to pollute her.
1: Yeah. It's going to pollute her, <laughs> her blood.
0: Right. And I'm like, okay, this is really odd. Like he's, he's almost making no uh, effort to hide <laughs> his intentions. <laughs>
1: Pretty much. Yeah. And um, then, what is it with the laudanum in this film too, where they're talking about like prescribing laudanum all the time.
0: Right. Yeah. Is it a thing of the time maybe to set it in the period? I, I, maybe, I don't know. And then, Oh, and then Harker is very much against like hypnotism, which again, I think is very much of the time uh, to put it in the place. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, and then Dracula like wills her well, uh, but she awakens with no memory whatsoever. Um, and then, you know, it's a dinner party. So Lucy, uh, cause Jonathan's wanting to talk business and Lucy's like, no, we're just going to dance and make merriment. We're not going to sign any paperwork. Yeah. Uh, And then she uh, asked Dracula to dance. And I think that's really kind of where she kind of becomes super smitten with the count. Oh, I feel.
1: Yeah.
0: And Harker's not having this. He's, he's very displeased with, with how she's uh, behaving with the count. Now I realize you're not a gay man. Um, I didn't really find Dracula to be all that. And I don't really find Harker to be all that either. (laughs) They're they're neither one like, Oh, you know, hot guys, you know, I just like, mm. yeah. like to me, if you took that mustache away from Harker, he's not very interesting at all. <laughs> like, he's just the guy, you know, you know, mm. I was um, I was actually wondering, like what you had thought about that, because.
1: I mean, sure, if there's a good looking guy, I'll say, oh, hey, that, you know, that's pretty handsome, Um, like, um, you know, because you said that he was supposed to be like a, the sexy vampire or whatever.
0: Now, yes. Now, actually, <clears throat> like at the time and still to this day, many and I'm not taking anything away from the man. Everyone has their different tastes. But like for a lot of people, like flank, uh, flank, Frank Langella, like is all that and, and, and a bag of chips. Okay, uh, People are really like into Mr. Langella in this in this role. Hmm. Yeah. Now, I want to say this, too. And I don't I don't mean this to come off disparagingly or anything. I had a hard time telling the women apart too. Like Mina and Lucy look very alike to me.
1: And they, their, um their pattern of speech is like the same
0: as well. Yeah. And there were so, a lot of times like now is that Lucy or is that Mina? Yeah. Like it, yeah. Okay.
1: Easy. I think Mina is the one with the curly hair.
0: Um, yes. And that was it, the only way I was able mm, to tell the difference. Yeah. Well also, okay. Just really quick. Mr. Badim wanted to do this in black and white and universal wanted no part of that. Okay. So, and I don't know what yours look like, but my blu-ray is the version that they kind of like, it's very, uh, like, uh, like the color has been almost removed from it. It's just got little hints of color. So I don't know if you were watching the really colorized version, or your, if yours looked almost black and white with just little pops of color?
1: Well, this one was very dark. Uh, it, it almost had like a, a gray filter over it.
0: Okay, so you probably watched the same one I did, which did not help in telling people apart <laughs> as <laughs> far as the ladies went. <laughs> yeah, that's, um,
1: that's true. Yeah,
0: because <laughs> yeah, I suspect usually in most of the iterations, Lucy is a redhead. And I suspect that if we had true color, we could probably use the hair color to tell the ladies apart.
1: Okay, yeah, because uh, no, I could not differentiate any hair color. Like, I couldn't tell you who was blonde, who had brown hair. Um, none of that. Mm-hmm, there right, was very. Right. It was like there was a gray screen over the yes, entire film. Yeah,
0: because Universal was like, we're not having black and white. We're you know going to have some color, and this is what they settled on. Okay, okay. here we go. Sorry. So later that evening. Lucy sneaks out of bed to to meet with Jonathan Harker, um, and then we get like overhead POV shots. So, and then we come to find out that Dracula is actually spying on everybody from up above.
1: Yeah. Now, is he at his uh, castle there, or is he just like somewhere no, in he,
0: the vicinity? I, I believe he's at, he's at the the, the mental oh, hospital. Okay, because I thought he was watching looking, like down. from
1: his faraway castle or something. I'm
0: pretty sure he's there with them. Okay. I'm pretty sure that makes Um, more sense. Yeah, because. A little later, we get him crawling down the wall (laughs) into Mina's bedroom. In in a minute, in a minute. Yes, yes, yes. Which. okay. before we I kind of sped through this, but really quick, it bothered me that he's crawling down the wall and his cape is defying gravity because it should be hanging over his face. Oh, hey, I didn't even
1: notice that. Didn't they? Didn't that happen also in the Francis Ford Coppola one, though, where he yeah, was in it, yeah, his it night
0: pajamas and climbing the wall? Right. Because Walt's like, well, he's a vampire, so he's got supernatural powers. I'm like, I don't know. Yeah, but his cape doesn't <laughs> run, unless it's Doctor Strange's cape. Yeah, I want it like tucked in his pockets or like tucked in his pants. <laughs> anyway, so whatever. So, OK, so he comes to the window now. Mina awakens. It's super foggy outside. I got to talk about this, folks, because it's just to me, it's the weirdest thing. Yeah. It's super foggy outside. OK, so out of the fog, because he's upside down, we see his hand and then Mina notices his face hanging upside down and she's kind of freaked out. And then it looks like he's kind of like beckoning her towards the window because he's tried the latch and it's locked. But no, he's not beckoning her and he's not scratching at the glass. He's actually pulling the caulk away that's holding the window pane in place. <laughs> And I, too, had a problem with this. It was, it's super weird to me, yeah. okay, so he's pulling away the cock to remove the glass to open up the latch, and I'm thinking usually vampires have to be invited in, yeah, and but I guess maybe, oh, you know what okay, I'm sorry i i he was invited to the dinner party, yeah, all they need is one invite though that's okay, that's it, but still the Peeling away the cock is really weird to me. (laughs) Anyway, so she appears frightened at first, but then she, you know, gets all like entranced and he leans in for the bite and then she's been, you know, sucked a little bit from her neck. Okay, so. Yeah. We hear the wolf howl and then while this is transpiring, I believe it was the greenhouse where Jonathan and uh, Lucy were, you know, getting all hot and heavy and everything. Um, This is rated R and I'm not, really quite sure why uh there's really no like sex or nudity and to me the violence is very nil
1: um yeah that's pretty tame for i mean something maybe it's a product of its time but there's barely any
0: blood right very 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 yeah okay but anyway all right so um lucy sneaks back into bed and you know that is all said and done right there now, um, R- Renfield has come to in the, inside the castle, and he's very visibly shaken, and he's all disheveled and everything. Uh, he goes in search of water, but he spies a bug, and he just decides to crush it and eat it. Then he comes face to face with Dracula, and Dracula basically tells him that there's no way for him to escape, and he's wanting to offer Renfield a deal. Uh, it's a, 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 If taken, the deal would give him basically a very long life. Uh, in exchange for his loyalty. And then Renfield uh, you know, conveys that he's been bitten by a bat, and then Dracula's like, Well, yeah, obviously. <laughs> so the next morning, the town's all abuzz with activity and everything, and uh Mina's not looking so hot at all, and she can't breathe. Uh Lucy calls for her father, and uh Dr. Seward arrives. Um, and then Jonathan also Jonathan may as well just live in the I mean, for all intents and purposes. He's pretty much shacking up with Lucy, uh, oh, you know. Yeah. He should just move right in. Really, seriously, he's there twenty four seven. Um, and I love how she's not doing well, and Doctor Seward just starts slapping her. Oh yeah, he's like, "Come, <laughs> to snap out of it, woman!" <laughs> <laughs> um, really quick, this is one of the like little bits of like trivia kind of thing I had. So, <clears throat> Donald Pleasance is what they termed a prop actor. Uh, And a lot of other actors said he would like steal their scenes. But what they really had problems with is a prop actor will like pull things into the scene with them. Um, And that, by doing that, it messes with the continuity if you cut it out. So like if you and I were in a scene, Rob, and I were to grab like a microphone and hold it in my hand, Well, the director couldn't cut my scenes because then that microphone would be missing or whatever. So by being a prop actor, they guarantee that their scenes aren't cut. Oh, okay, Yeah. And so, you know, it it was a well-known fact that Mr. Pleasance loved to steal people's scenes and that he figured out that, hey, if I'm holding on to things uh, in the scene and I don't let go of them, they can't cut my scenes because it would basically f up the continuity of the of the the scenes that i was in anyway so he slaps her around and everything um and then of course lucy's all hysterical and everything so jonathan takes her out of there and everything Lucy, i am sorry mina's dead mina dies i was not prepared for that i did not think that was coming did you no especially um OK,
1: when it was happening to her, the only thing I could think of was like since Dracula had hypnotized her, maybe he made some kind of hypnotic suggestion that she wasn't able to breathe. And
0: yeah, I did not. I, I, that one took me aback. I'm, I'm like, whoa, because yeah. it's pretty early on in the film still here. And like she's just gone. All right. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, pretty odd. So at breakfast, which I also thought was odd that they're still just going to have breakfast after there's a death. That, of someone they're so close to, but they're having breakfast. hey, you gotta eat, and you gotta eat. and then, um Dr. Seward did, you know obviously has to call her father, Dr. Van Helsing, and he conveys to, to him that you know, Mina has died. And so Lucy feels incredibly guilty because she was out doing with uh, Jonathan down in the greenhouse, and she's curious about what killed her. Um, so she's already thinking that it wasn't just a mysterious death, like something had to have done this to her.
1: Yeah, he's. Uh, so, it, but they looked kind of like uh, just two bug bites there.
0: They did. Yeah, they did. The The gore here is very nil, people. It's very nil. Yeah, um, yeah so it's basically midday, and Jonathan is going to go pay uh, the count of visit. Uh, at first, there's no one home, and so he goes around back and kind of breaks and enters that way. And the place already looks like, to me, it oh already looks God. like the ship that he came from. There's mice all over the place and cobwebs and spiders.
1: Did you see the amount
0: of cobwebs? I mean... So many cobwebs. Yeah. I just picture him like <laughs> unpacking them and hanging them up. Oh yeah. Like how, how uh, <laughs> like to feel like at home? <laughs> yeah. You could like so, cocoon
1: yourself in those cobwebs.
0: You totally could. Oh, you totally could. Um, so uh, once again, like with Renfield, Dracula just kind of pops up and he's very gracious and everything. Um, and he wants to offer uh, Jonathan condolences as far as Mina's passing goes. And he he knew like from her meeting the night before that she was already very ill. Um, and Jonathan's come, you know, to get the deed signed and everything. And he, there's a document as far as customs for all the things goes. Uh, and then um, Dracula makes the uh, comment about all the dirt coming from Transylvania. And he's uh, really into uh, studying botany and, and he's very interested in uh, the Earth, dirt, and that's why he's got all this yeah. <laughs> soil from his homeland. <laughs> and then he also begins to like pry into John and Lucy's like private life, which I'd be like, back off, Buster. This really isn't any of your business.
1: Oh, yeah. He just inserts himself into everything.
0: Right, 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 right. And then he also makes note that he uh, wants to have in you know, repayment of their kindness, he wants to have the sewards come to dinner at his place. And then he also drops that the uh, mention that, of course, you know, Mister Harker can't join them because he's going to be away on business. So it, unfortunately, he can't join the others for dinner at you know Drax's place. Right. So Jonathan at night is departing Carfax Abbey, and Renfield pops up out of the back seat. <laughs> Freaking out and begging for help, like to escape from Dracula, which I would be like freak the heck out too. And Jonathan just starts beating the poor man. Now,
1: I, there was a question that kept coming to mind: like, why was uh, Jonathan Harker the only one with a with a motor vehicle? Um, because he's
0: just that wealthy. Oh,
1: he he's like super wealthy. Is he's super how, wealthy. Oh, okay,
0: yeah, because like <laughs> that's what I'm thinking.
1: Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Yeah, they had horse and carriage, mm-hmm. and then like, he's got he's got a car. <laughs>
0: Because I guess if you think about it, there had to be, at a point in time, there had to be, because it would have been like a new thing. There had to have been a point in time where like only one or two people were wealthy enough to afford that.
1: Okay. But you would think like uh, Dr. Seward would have a car because, hell, he's a doctor, you know?
0: Yeah. But also, he works, he's a psychiatrist. Oh, okay. And I'm thinking that that probably at the time, at the time, people probably like didn't really even put much creed into what he was doing. I'm thinking like you just lock people like that away. Not the doctor, but like people with like uh, mental uh, issues. Do you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Like everything fell under. You know, what I mean, like like a woman like fainted more than once. They like put her away. (laughs) Lock her up. She's got Uh, demons in her head. Yeah. So it wasn't like they even put much creed into what he was practicing as it was okay. Um, so he like not a real
1: medical doctor type um,
0: to them back then i'm not discounting the practice now i'm kind of looking at it as back in the time that this would have taken place is what i'm saying okay yeah because i had question.
1: i was like why is he the only one with a car
0: yeah and then also walt pointed out that the bats change in the movie like there was okay so as this happens there's a giant fruit bat hanging from a tree um, and then Walt's like, that's not even the same bat that attacked Renfield, but now Dracula's a fruit bat, I guess. or fruit bats like work for him. <laughs> so anyway, and that's um, the bat that was making the monkey sounds.
1: <laughs> Cuts
0: him with a little tiny recorder just pushing play. Yeah, record monkey noises. Um so Dr. Van Helsing's going to be arriving by train, and Dr. Seward makes mention that he'll have to turn down the invite from the count because he's got to go pick him up at the train station. And Lucy, of course, who Lucy, we're no fool. She's kind of into the count. You know, this has got like she's putting on face here, but she's not just trying to be nice and courteous. She really wants to go visit this count guy. Oh, but yeah. she's like, oh, I, I will, you know, keep the dinner uh, invitation and I will show up there around eight. She's, I love, uh, oh, she's go ahead. enthralled by him. Yep. Totally. Like if you're quiet enough, you can hear her panties moisten. <laughs> um, so the carriage just drops her off and goes away, which I'm like, I would think they would wait for her because how are they? I don't know, whatever. So she's just left at this creepy ass castle by herself. So back at the train station, we have the two uh gentlemen reconnecting. Clearly, they're friends, they give each other a big hug and everything. And um Dr. Seward is very apologetic. I mean, my gosh, the man's daughter died in your home underneath your roof. Yeah. Um, So. Sorry, I'm reading my notes. Oh, I thought you uh, I
1: thought you like died on me for a minute.
0: No, I'm like, what does that say? And it says, why is it why is it Lucy wearing a turtleneck? (laughs) Because she's got that like plunging neckline. I'm like, you're asking for trouble, sister. Uh, Um so, and then once again, the doors creak open and she walks in, and then creepy Dracula just pops up out of nowhere. I was expecting you. (laughs) Okay, so I've gotta address this. How the hell long? did it take to light every friggin' candle in that castle?
1: Oh, geez.
0: (laughs) And then what the hell is that big bat thing? That big bat face that's like hanging above the stair. What is that? It looks, I think, I think that's the balcony. Oh my God. What is it? It's like horrifying. Like I would have ran from that.
1: Yeah, yeah. Maybe it's supposed to be a gargoyle, but like they figured a bat would probably be more appropriate. It's so weird.
0: <laughs> so anyway. Okay. So it's kind of, this scene is intercut between the two gentlemen talking about Mina and, you know, the professor, no, sorry. The doctor is saying that, you know, she had cases of nightmares and sleepwalking. And, um, sh- she, uh, was nervous and she got frustrated very easily and then uh it's made known that she had a, a a giant loss of uh blood at the time of her death and then at the castle, Dracula's discussing you know everything about Mina with lucy <clears throat> and um then the then the subject kind of turns to death, and then Dracula starts talking about his lineage and everything and Lucy makes note that she doesn't want to live in the past and that Dracula kind of prized to see just how much Romanian she can actually speak. And it comes to pass that she really isn't very good at it whatsoever. Um, he's giving off total creeper vibes, which if she was not like entranced with him, she would have been out of there because he's like really creepy. I feel.
1: Yeah. She would have been blowing her a uh, little whistle there.
0: Right, 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 right. So back at the hospital, <clears throat> a unknown woman who will become known in just a little bit crashes from a hospital window. Oh yeah. And I I thought that was one of the inmates. Right. But it's not. What has happened is one of the inmates child, she has this baby an infant has been murdered by this woman who just crashed through the window. Oh, okay. That's starting to make sense now. I got it. The baby has been drained by blood. When Mm. they question the, uh, not inmate, I guess, when they question the patient as to who, you know, did she recognize the woman? The woman is very adamant that, yes, it was the friend of Lucy. It was Mina, but it didn't look exactly like Mina. She said she had fangs and her eyes glistened like rubies in the dark, and she was very hot to the touch. So as any of us are familiar with the, um, Dracula lore, you know, once you're bitten, you become like this creature of the night that stalks and feeds on usually babies and things like that. Normally, it's Lucy. This time around, it's Mina. Mm -hmm. Okay, so. Back at the castle, we are giving the uh, wolf howl and then Dracula gets to deliver the very famous line about the children of the night, what sad music they make. And Uh, isn't it what beautiful music they make? Yes, you I guess it depends on where you're at. But yeah, he says okay. what sad music they make. And then he says it sounds like weeping, but Lucy claims to like this sound. So um Dracula is saying that the night was made for uh people uh, to enjoy life and love and he's really making the moves on her and she leans in for the kiss. So it's like I can't I you really can't say consensual because I think she's under his spell, but you know, she's for all intents and purposes into this. Even though she's yeah. kind of being driven by him,
1: I you know um, I got the I got the feeling that he really didn't have to put like a any of his uh, vampire little trickery on her. Like I totally got the vibe that she was into him right from the jump.
0: But is that because he's a vampire? You know what I mean? Like, I'm I'm like, just him being a vampire, is that how that works?
1: Maybe. Like, it, he just exudes this kind of sexual energy. Yeah,
0: right. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Would I be like, ooh, you know? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Um, would I be there with a plunging neckline? I don't know. Um, <laughs> so he leans in for the kiss, and at first you think there's going to be like, you know, a neck bite, but no, there's just more kissing. Um, right, he and nibbles then, on her ear at
1: one point. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, uh, there's that whole, you know, should she go? And she's like, no, I'd rather stay. And then it's daybreak at the hospital. And we see that the professor rightfully so is really trying to come up with like, what's happened to my daughter? Because all of a sudden she's just dead and and, you know, there were the puncture wounds and everything. Yeah. And in this one book, he comes across this illustration of a bat. And then they have like the little like illustration of, it's like, you know, little i guess like i'm I'm bad incisor teeth or whatever little sharp yeah, pointy things and everything
1: from the pug face in that like in that drawing i thought it was like the vampire bat because they have those kind of pug faces and, and the very sharp like razor sharp teeth mm-hmm, where they can mm-hmm. draw blood without the uh well it's usually to draw the blood from cattle and stuff mm-hmm,
0: right um so now he started to put two and two together, so at the gravesite of his daughter, he's out there, and then Lucy pops up, and he's actually covered it with, like, basically uh, garlic plants all over it to kind of, you know, keep her in the ground. And he starts mentioning to Lucy, you know, is she familiar with uh, uh, material uh, material? materialization or astral bodies you know do you believe in werewolves what are your takes on vampires oh Um, yeah yeah he's like bringing up dead and versus not dead and you know lucy's just refusing to listen to any of this um oh he said corporeal transference i was like what the hell is corporeal transference right exactly and then he pulls out this like small box and it was supposed to be a birthday gift for mina but it was a cross mm-hmm. and instead he gives it to Lucy, and he asks her to wear it at all times. Uh, I do love that you start getting that like heartbeat sound on the soundtrack, yeah, yeah I thought that was pretty cool, and I was well, wondering where that was coming from I. I think it was just on the soundtrack. I don't think it was per se like they were hearing or anything. I think it was I think it was just on the soundtrack, but oh, I thought okay. it was a pretty cool touch. I, I thought
1: think. it was like Dracula listening to heartbeats or something.
0: <laughs> <laughs> but he does show up on her horseback to pay his condolences, respects to the grave of Mina.
1: He does. And I think uh, Abraham Van Helsing knew right away at that point.
0: I think he was kind of, but okay, so I want to go back to this. There were crosses in the cemetery. Would that not have an effect on a vampire? Like, I'm really curious about all this. Right. Oh,
1: you're right. You're right.
0: And I also thought, and I'm, maybe I'm wrong on this too, but I also thought vampires couldn't set foot on hallowed ground.
1: That's also another another piece of lore. And... Or maybe it's witches when we were like watching Warlock and uh, no witch could set foot on Hall of Crown. I, I don't know. I think it's all mixed
0: up. Okay. Okay. Oh, okay. whatever. Okay. Whatever. I'm just curious. Okay. Um. So Dracula shows up on the horse and everything and he immediately hones in on that necklace she's wearing. He's like, where did you get that? And she's <laughs> like, well, the professor gave it to me. And he's like, well, you could tell he's not happy with that. Yeah. Um. And so the professor invites him inside to I think they were going to have lunch, uh, with Lucy. And he's like, Oh no, I just want to pay my respects. Um, so the, they head inside and once inside, um, they kind of catch a glimpse. The professor catches a glimpse of the horse that is kind of, being repelled by the garlic. And then Dracula just kind of takes off. So now, like you said, I think the, the professor's really starting to put two and two together mm-hmm. as far as this gentleman goes. So that night, the professor, and we get more wolf howls, of course. <clears throat> Every time
1: you say wolf, howl, I half expect you to turn into a werewolf.
0: <laughs> Rob, if that were only the case, I I'd be the happiest person in the world. It would not be a curse. It would just be another chance to rip my clothes off, public display of nudity, and then get hairy and run off. I would be so happy. Because remember um, when we did that skit, and it was like wolf howl, and then <laughs> it was like turning into werewolves. <laughs> um, I would be so happy. Uh, but the, uh, well, I, I realize the professor is also a man of science, but you're dealing with the doctor who's the man of science, and he's just not... Buying into this. He's like a total disbeliever. You know, Mm -hmm. he's like, he's accusing him of like, you know, buying into witchcraft and everything. And we're seeing that the uh, wolf is watching as the professor. And the doctor is heading off to the cemetery with a horse. Up in the bedroom, Lucy is removing her necklace uh, and places it on the picture of her and Mina. So she's taking that necklace off. I kind of think she's being guided by dracula and doing this because she almost i think realizes that that he doesn't want her to wear this i i think i feel yeah maybe
1: there there is kind of a subtext in there where it's like is he uh influencing them with his vampire wiles you know
0: mm-hmm, exactly so what they're doing and i've never heard this before but what they're doing is they're taking a stallion to the cemetery. And the stallion is supposed to point out any vampires on the premise.
1: Oh, yeah. And I thought that was cool because in none of the vampire lore books that I have ever read, were there any indications of like how, uh, you know, so-called vampire hunters back in like the 1600s would use beasts to look for the graves of like supposed vampires.
0: Okay. And then so I want to say this. Is it just the graves? Because that horse he was riding, if it was a vampire thing, how the hell would a vampire get on a horse then? Yeah, why was that horse not freaking out? Yeah, I don't know. I Whatever, I'm just going to go with movie logic and just go from there. (laughs) Was it a vampire horse? I don't know. Um, I have no clue. I don't know. Um, But we also see that Renfield, from his um, cell, basically, because it's not like a nice prison, it's like a cell, He's watching this transpire as well and eating bugs while he does so. (laughs) Yeah, he's Um, collecting them and eating. (laughs) So the horse immediately goes to the garlic-covered grave of Mina and just starts, like, stomping and and clawing at the dirt. Yeah. So, outside, Lucy hears, like, all the commotion everything, and it's foggy outside the window, and that's, of course, carrying Dracula, who just comes right on in. So he um, explains to Lucy that she's going to become his best beloved one and she'll do his bidding. And he starts to undo his, her robe and he removes his cape and he carries her to the bed.
1: And then we get some kind of psychedelic vampire lovemaking scene.
0: I don't even know what to tell you. We'll go into that, but I don't know what to tell you anyway. So he confesses that he needs her blood and he kisses her and then bites her. So what Rob's talking about, we get it's red and it's, like spirally. And it, it I, I wish I could do, I should show people what I'm talking about. It looks almost so, like the
1: sun oh, in a way.
0: Right. But like Frankie goes to Hollywood, <laughs> did two videos for their song relax. And one of them was safe to be played on MTV. And they did the same effect with like blue instead of red. So for all intents and pur- purposes, it looks like the background to the Frankie goes to Hollywood Censored video for relax, but red instead of blue, and they're on the bed, clothed more or less, okay? yeah yeah yeah, yeah, it's the most uh restrained kind of sex scene ever, so she's on the bottom, he's on the top, and then they're levitating, they're no longer on the bed, but you know they're still one on top of the other,
1: and then there's a bat. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, and then she's, like, still on the bottom with the little bat thing. But she's, like, got her arms up like she's caressing the bat thing.
1: Yeah, it's, a, it's a very strange. It looked almost like, okay, sunlight and red liquid. It was just doing, like, a lava lamp kind of thing.
0: It's odd. It's yeah. so odd. And to me, I bet you that was exactly what they did on stage. And they didn't bother to change it for this movie. One Iota. Right. Because, uh, you know,
1: it's not like you can bring a bunch of special effects into like a a play. So no,
0: no, it was very, uh, and again, this is rated R not that I want it nude. Not no one has to do nudity. That's what I'm saying. But like it, it was, it's just so, so very, very puritanically tame.
1: (laughs) Right. It is like there, there's no swear words. There's, um, it's I don't understand why they slapped an R rating onto it because it's really it's more like a PG-13 kind of movie.:
0: Oh yes, yeah. very much so. But, but this for being like a, like, I guess, sexual thing, it's not at all people. like it's not at all. <laughs> so now at the cemetery, the professor is getting ready to open Mina's casket, and he's got uh, Dr. Seward prepared with a cross and everything. They pry it open and the grave is completely empty, but the side has been like clawed and torn away. Yeah, They realize that the, uh, um, the casket is sitting atop of basically the underground mining system that runs below the whole town basically, and leads directly to like the hospital and everything. And that's how she's getting Mina, how she's getting out and getting around. So the poor professor makes the horrible choice of going after his living dead daughter and he climbs inside the grave and underneath into the mining system. Um, He's got like his little stake and his cross and everything, but he loses the crucifix cross into like the gross water down there. And then he's attacked by his creepy ass daughter who comes out of nowhere. And totally looks
1: like a Fulci character at this point.
0: Right. And she's speaking Dutch and he's speaking Dutch to her and everything. And she goes to attack uh, because he's basically helpless now because he's horrified by what he's seeing. It's his daughter who's undead, you know, Mm -hmm. blah, blah, blah. Luckily, Dr. Seward had the wherewithal to follow him down there and he um, uh, attacks the The uh, daughter, Mina, giving the professor time to actually uh, do what he needs to do. And they more or less kill the undead Mina creature. Yeah. Did you find
1: that odd um, when she got staked that it sounded like a sex scene almost where she was doing like this almost sensual kind of moaning
0: as she was dying? I think because I, th- the whole vampire mythos is so entrenched in like sexuality. I think it was supposed to be that way, almost like it was orgasmic for her, like the ultimate release. I oh, think. Okay. I think
1: maybe yeah, because I, I think just, it was purposeful. Yeah, I found it out. I was like, wait, she's in pain, but yet it sounds like she's not in pain. You know,
0: right? Yeah, no, I, I, I think you have a very valid point with that view. Um. So we see Harker's car arriving at the hospital and he's looking for Lucy. So he sneaks into her bedroom just to find her limp body there. Once again, he may as well move in because the doctor shows up and he's not at all concerned with this man in his daughter's bedroom. Right. Um, And the maid
1: said something about he was like, don't don't go bother (laughs) the daughter tonight. He's like, wait till morning.
0: He's like, okay I'll wait till the morning. And then he Uh, goes right in her room. Right. And now, of course, the doctor realizes that she, too, has lost a lot of blood Mm -hmm. and they're going to have to set up a blood transfusion for her. And they're trying to figure out just exactly who is her blood type. Fortunately, it's her fiance. And so he's, you know, giving her the blood transfusion and everything. While we see the professors rubbing uh, garlic like all over the house. <laughs> oh, yeah. He, he's gone crazy with the garlic. Yeah. Um, so downstairs, and I'm I'm assuming it's like a parlor sitting room or whatever. Professor Van Helsing's in front of this giant mirror and he's pouring himself a drink and everything. And we see the doorknob turns and Dracula enters um, and he makes his presence known. But then the professor and this is where I'm still not sure if he's quite on track with who Dracula is, because if he is, he's giving his hand away where he shouldn't be because he's like, oh, I didn't even see you in the mirror. And I'm thinking, shut the Fulci up, old man. Yeah, maybe he (laughs) just kind
1: of suspected it,
0: but he didn't put all the pieces together yet. All right. So Dracula throws his face at the mirror and cracks it. And he says, i just come to check on Lucy. And I'm like, you're awfully <laughs> tense, Mr. Man. And, right. And Mr. Professor, you're kind of being foolish about all this.
1: He's like, oh, um, I hate mirrors. They they uh, play on the vanity of mankind.
0: <laughs> right, 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 right. And then so the professor pulls out that garlic and everything. And Dracula makes the comment that, you know, he's very wise. Uh, and now if he's really smart, he'll just go back to Holland. And that uh, for the past 500 years, all that has opposed, you know, Dracula had died. Mm-hmm. And then he. Um,
1: uh, and he this it? is where he says he is like the oldest and strongest of his kind. There, There's none other like him.
0: Uh, right, 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 right. And then he goes towards him, But Dracula has that little hidden like cross thing. Oh, what the hell was
1: that? Was that like some kind of umbrella like that you put in a drink? It was okay, so but, weird.
0: But wait, it reminded me of that but bigger of the thing from Fear No Evil that the archangels were rocking at Ooh, the beginning of the Yes, universe. yes. Didn't it? Totally. Okay, right. well, anyway. So Dracula like shrinks away, and he's like sacrilege. <laughs> and so he turns into a wolf and jumps out the window. <laughs> but I thought that effect was pretty cool because the way it shot we see like Dracula's legs going out the window, yeah. On the or like from the from the parlor, but then he's a wolf on the other side, exiting the window. And which I also, thought was pretty like,
1: cool. When he when he turned away from that whatever cross thing was, he was making these inhuman sounds before he hopped out the window and became a wolf. So th- yeah. that was pretty
0: cool. That was some pretty cool stuff. Yeah, I'm not discarding the movie at all. Um, it does play fast and loose with yeah. vampire it's mythology. Definitely it's, different. It, yes, yeah, but it's it's it's. Uh, it's got its good points for sure. I think so. um, The uh, by now, Jonathan and the doctor have joined the professor in the parlor or whatever. And they, they um, let it be known that Lucy's doing better. And um, this is where the professor spills the bean about uh, spills the beans about the count actually being a vampire. Um, And Jonathan's like super confused and now the doctor's just in denial and back at the cemetery, the men, um, are there with the covered body of Mina and the professors like, you know, she looks like she's, or the professor is saying she looks like she's alive. And the doctor brings up the whole Nosferatu mythos again and everything. And they hold, hold up a mirror to her reflection. There's no breath or anything. And, and she looks better pro-
1: than when she was in the
0: mines. Oh, though. yes, totally. Yeah. Um, and this is where the professor reveals that he's got to remove her heart to save her soul and actually to save anyone else, you know, from becoming infected by her. Yeah. So at the bedroom window, Lucy is also watching this all transpire. And as he goes to make the cut, Lucy kind of like says no. and And then next she sends Miss Galloway away, who's actually been put in place to kind of keep an eye on her. Uh, she sends her away under the guise of getting some tea, but really, Lucy is just getting her out of the picture so she can run off to Dracula <laughs> and warn him and warn him exactly exactly, so she's fleeing by carriage um, and then when the men arrive, they find the room empty and they realize that you know Miss Galloway's a moron, and she let her escape <laughs> right, so they quickly because they're going by Jonathan's car, they quickly catch up with her, and they kind of like block her with the vehicle from proceeding forward, but she's not having any of that. She's like, become like a hellion on, yeah. on she a she's hellion on real force. willful.
1: Yeah.
0: Oh yeah. Like she's like strikes the professor with that, uh, crop, the riding crop and everything. And you know, she's like, if you try to stop me, I'll kill myself. Yeah. And she's like, <laughs> she's not having any part of this. She like wants to go to Dracula the worst way. <laughs> um, You'll not stop me. <laughs> And then they eventually pin her to the floor, to, to the forest floor, and the professor just rubs her temples, and that calms her down immediately. Which I'm like, what the hell? Yeah, that, that is a bit odd there. Yeah, I yeah. thought that was so strange. So, did he have so, some anyway. kind
1: of anti vampire serum on his uh, thumb and forefinger? That kind. Of- was it just garlic?
0: Was yeah, it gloves dipped <laughs> in the garlic. I don't know what that was about. But anyway, so the doctor takes her home, and the professor and Mister Harker proceed onward to the castle. So once in there, you know, there's mention of how bad it smells in there. And then they, there's that mummified body that they just kind of like walk over and make no mention of. Right. I don't know who the hell that is. That Did you was know?
1: that was glazed over because I was like, yeah. OK, that wasn't there before. I know that. OK,
0: and I don't know who it would have been.
1: Yeah. I was was that no somebody clue? that he brought from Transylvania with him as like a, you know, a blood supply maybe?
0: Who Maybe knows? and he's just it's like a Capri Sun that he's just de- done with, <laughs> yeah, dried out Capri okay, Sun. Okay, yeah. good because I had no clue who that was. I was wondering if you did. Okay, no, whatever, no idea. Um, so now they're uh, still on the prowl and they find that crate, and that's when um the professor breaks the the host and like jabs the little pieces of the consecrated host in the dirt. But then we so, don't like, get
1: any payoff from no, that. No, so. not at
0: all. But basically, it's like so he can't get back into the dirt to save his ass, right? Um, so whatever. So Dracula, oh, once again, stop materi- Oh, sure. Oh, I like stop, stop. Yeah. I have to
1: run to the bathroom. Um, yes, do that.
0: Okay. One, two and three. So then we've got like Dracula, just like materializes out of nowhere. Like he's so good at doing. And then like, the professor makes a crack that he underestimated like his powers about moving around in daylight hours. I'm like, oh, yeah. okay, whatever. Which,
1: <laughs> which also messes with the the whole Dracula lore because I
0: know. <laughs> it's almost like they're trying to cover themselves. Like, oh, wait a minute. He was moving around in daylight. We'll, we'll just say this really quick and that'll take care of
1: that. <laughs> yeah. The sun, the sun is out. We we gotta we covered that plot hole.
0: Right, right. So anyway, so Jonathan pulls out that frost and like Dracula just burns it in his hands. Like no big deal whatsoever. It just yeah. becomes kindling. <laughs>
1: and I honestly, I got the thought that, um, whoever saw Dracula, uh, brought that to fright night because remember when, uh, um, what's his name? Jerry Dandridge grabs that cross and like kind of just melts it.
0: There, you know what? I glad you brought that up. Cause there's a couple of other things I'm going to get to that remind me of fright night as well, too. Okay. So uh, this is also when he boasts that he's like king of the king of my kind. And he really starts kind of like goading Jonathan because he's like, I'm going to call Lucy. uh, You know, it doesn't matter what you do because I'm going to call Lucy from her grave. I'm going to call her uh, my queen. Mm -hmm. And then so this really upsets Jonathan. and He just starts to attack. But then that provokes Dracula to turn to a bat.
1: (laughs) Right. (laughs) And the clothes just like the cape just drops and the bat goes flying around.
0: Right. So. There's a. now This is another like call, like not callback because it happened other, you know, in reverse order. But it reminded me of Fright Night. So there's a little shaft of light coming in, and, set, and so instead of coming to Harker's aid, physically, the professor starts like hacking away at this like column to make the light shaft open up more to hit the vampire bat and cause right. the bat to fly away. So and. And then the, the bat catches on fire a little bit though, right? Yeah. Yeah. a little bit. Yeah. And then, so like, basically the bat's been attacking Harker's like cheek and face. I think he was trying to rip his mustache. Oh, <laughs> I figured it out. I bet his little claws were entangled in Harker's mustache. He couldn't get away. That's yeah. He couldn't escape. Right. Right. So, um, I jumped out of order and I apologize. This is then when he breaks the host and puts it in there because they realize he can't, you know, get in consecrated ground.
1: Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I knew yeah. it was some point and sometimes like mm-hmm. I'm
0: ahead of the game. And So I'm like, back at, yeah. So back at the hospital, the duo are now discussing about where the other crate might possibly be because they need to get to it to thwart Dracula's escape. And they're discussing this with Dr. Seward who also makes mention that he had to lock Lucy up because she was just uncontrollable, but he did not medicate her. So, of course, Mr. Harker wants to see her. And the professor's like, you know, I mean, you know, the professor's like, it's not really a good idea. She's not going to, she's not what she seems to be anymore. Mm -hmm. Once inside the rooms, Lucy's like, you know, feigning concern over his face and everything. And she looks really good. Like Lucy (laughs) looks really good. Yeah, she looks um, normal. Oh, yeah. And then she's, like, really playing on Jonathan's affections for her and everything. And she's like, can you still love me? Uh, and then she's, like, asking about what did you guys do to Mina? And he's trying not to, like, <laughs> fill her in on any details. I think to spare her feelings, not to, like, let her in on what they're doing. That's what I think. Um and then she's like, I just want to know all your schemes and plots. And I'm thinking, because she's still in league with Dracula, you idiot. <laughs>
1: yeah, she's going to like mentally uh, televise it to Dracula or something. Right,
0: exactly. <laughs> and then she kind of like closes in for a kiss. And I'm like, you are an idiot, Jonathan. Because yeah. like the fangs pop out and she goes for the bite. Yeah, and the same guy like, you're such a dumbass, dude. Oh, he's an idiot. He's an idiot. Yes, it's the power of vagina. <laughs> um so so that's when the gentlemen pop in uh and uh they've got the crucifix, and she's kind of held at bay that way, and then she starts to cry and then holds on to the crucifix, yeah, which is weird, so is she kind of like
1: in that in between limbo place where she's not completely a vampire, and I she's guess still got that humanity or something
0: i I guess this one is really I feel they're writing it to match their. The whim of their story, however, it ebbs and flows, mm-hmm. I feel. So they trio decide to head off to see Renfield. Um, and he's already upset because they found his bug bottle. <laughs> <laughs> his little collection. <laughs> yeah. And he uh, inadvertently lets it slip that Dracula will return.
1: Mm-hmm. He's
0: coming so, tonight. Mm-hmm. So it's nightfall. We see our moon and everything. And Jonathan's loading up his gun, which to me seems useless. Uh, and we get that another pov shot overhead of the hospital and um the doctors playing cards with um i wonder if that's walter that you mentioned earlier but anyway he's playing cards and that Renfield's, you know, ranting about kittens and everything. He's in his little straight jacket.
1: Oh yeah, he's like, if I had a kitten, I I'd, I'd feed the kitten the bugs and make it grow big and big and fat or something.
0: Right, it's so bizarre. Uh, so outside, Dracula is crawling up the wall, which freaks Renfield out, and he starts to call for help, but no one's paying him any attention whatsoever. Right. And Dracula just like breaks through the window and he comes in, and then Renfield's like, "I'm a slave. I'm a dog master." And unfortunately, Renfield is not alone in there. He's got, like, a cellmate who's just looking on, like, horrified.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, is that... what's that cellmate chained to the bed? I thought I saw chains. Yeah,
0: I don't think he could get up to save his life. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Dracula just kind of mentions he's disappointed and just snaps Renfield's neck right there on the spot. Oh, man, and
1: that neck crack. Ouch. Maybe that was the reason for the R rating right there.
0: But again... Why the Renfield character, Rob? It really served no function. Right, it didn't just to have him killed. Like no function at all, people. Yeah, none.
1: It none. was it was. Hey, he's gonna become Dracula's servant and eat bugs and you know be in the mental hospital and then all of a sudden snap. Um. And yeah, th- that's pretty much it.
0: Yeah, pretty much. So, um, Doctor Seward enters to see the carnage, and then we see that the little mist is retreating under Lucy's locked uh, door of her cell. By now, all chaos is broken out and all the uh, patients are in an uproar and everything. So once they get inside Lucy's room, there's just this big ass hole knocked right there in the wall and they've escaped. <laughs> and that
1: was so cartoon. It's just like the jailbreak. Oh, it was. It may as well have been in the
0: shape of Dracula's body. You're like with the Roadrunner and the Coyote. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Which would have been great. I would have Holy loved that. Holy
1: crap. And then you see Lucy on his back as he's doing the Spider-Man
0: down the wall. Right, right. Um, And she's kind of like in and out of consciousness, more or less, for the most part, in the beginning of him, like, stealing her body. Mm -hmm. So now uh, the car is in hot pursuit of Dracula and Lucy. But then... um, We see it there at the castle, Dracula and Lucy, and they're heading like lower into the uh, like labyrinth of the castle. And he's going to hide Lucy away because she's got to be remain a creature of the sun just for a little bit longer. Um, And then eventually they'll populate the earth with uh, more of creatures of their kind, right? And this
1: made me think that he was just going to go off on his own and leaving her in like whatever state of limbo that she is for a while until he would return for her.
0: Right, 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 right. So in the interim. Cause I was a little confused on this. I'm like, are they lost on how to get to the castle? I wasn't quite sure exactly what was going on. Um, but they run into the man who's transporting one of Dracula's crates. Maybe that was Walter. Who knows? So they realize that they've got to prevent this because he's going to scarborough to put that crate on a boat to head back to romania Mm -hmm. if this happens their plans are thwarted they've got to stop this the horse however is basically become part of dracula's evil plot and it's kind of under its own accord like the gentleman uh steering the carriage has no control over the horse it's just doing what it wants
1: Yeah. And that whole car chase scene, man, that reminded like there's been some cartoonish stuff. This one reminded me of like the 1960s Batman car chases.
0: Yeah, because they run into a bridge that's only wide enough for one. So that thwarts them. Yeah. Then the man hits a rock and he falls and they have to swerve and that wrecks their car. Uh, Yeah. And then like it's 10 miles away to, uh, you know, uh, Scarborough, but they still have to get there. So by the time they get there, the carriage is empty and who knows who, but someone has already put it on the ship heading towards Romania. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And that ship has already set. Truly that ship has already sailed folks. So the trio manage to take a little boat, catch up with the ship uh, and the professor and Jonathan Harker make it on board. And they're explaining to everyone who I believe don't quite speak English. I believe they speak Romanian that they're looking for Count Dracula and they start bringing up Nosferatu and vampire and everything. And they all head down below on deck. The professor spies the crate and it contains both Lucy and Dracula and they're kind of cuddled up and they're, you know, asleep at first. She awakens when Harker touches her, which I'm like, you are the stupidest person God's put on earth, Jonathan Harker. <laughs> he just, like, his mind is only running on one thing and that's... <laughs> Powered by the pecker. Yeah. Yeah. Um It's actually driven by the heart of love, whatever. Um, She freaks out. She starts attacking him and the professor goes to stake Dracula, but Dracula like stakes him instead. And now like the professor's impaled on the wall by his own stake. Oh
1: Oh, man, that that was gruesome. Like I didn't even need to see any blood just to know that was pretty bad.
0: Oh yeah. So Harker's open fires on Dracula, which everyone knows is going to be useless. So Dracula attacks him, but the dying professor gets uh, Dracula kind of hooked with like a cargo hook that's below. You would use it to like drag things from the top of the ship down below the ship. And I knew that
1: was coming when I saw Dracula kind of push that hook out of the way. I was like, that's going to come into play later
0: on. And for anyone out there who's familiar with black Christmas, that the same instrument is what they use to get the, um, one, um, I can't think of the, the word I want. The woman who, like, like not, not the den mother, but the, the woman who's in charge of the sorority house. Uh, that's what they use to hook her as well in that movie. So if you're wondering what I'm talking about, if you're familiar with Black Christmas, spoiler alert, that's uh, what we're talking about, that cargo hook. Anyway, okay. So now the professor is using that cargo hook to basically drag Dracula up into the sunlight up by the mast of the ship. Yeah. So he's thrashing around. The sun starts to burn him. Lucy's screaming. She collapses below deck. It appears that the death of Dracula releases her from his grip, and she is okay. I'm using a little quotation marks. Okay. <laughs> so Van Helsing dies. Lucy reaches for Harker but then we get this reveal of a black bat for all intents and purposes kite mhm yeah flying off into the distance and then we hear a wolf howl and Lucy looks really happy right it ends with her smiling so we're left with an ambiguous ending because possible sequel
1: right also um Now, I wonder, like, you know, with Dracula saying, I am the oldest and the strongest of my kind, uh, the king or whatever. Like, is that because I was expecting him to burst into flames when he was brought up into the sunlight. Instead, he just kind of turned into an old man.
0: He kind of burned a little bit, but it was more like, oh, I've been in the tanning bed too long.
1: Yeah, yeah. It wasn't it wasn't anything like I was expecting. And then I was like, watch, he he's not going to be dead. And then we get like the kite reveal. (laughs)
0: So I don't think he said, what did you say? The quote was, I am the king. He's something about him
1: being the strongest and like the king of his kind or whatever. Uh, I think he said, I am the
0: kite of my kind. (laughs) And we misunderstood it, Rob. (laughs) I am (laughs) the kite
1: with the smiley face.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it's pretty cheesy, folks. It really, really like it really. I can't imagine people in the theater not booing when that happened i really can't imagine popcorn not being thrown it's so cheesy folks i bet they were
1: pissed at the end of this movie
0: or at least let down yeah a little bit yeah now the reason that um van helsing died which usually that's not always the case but uh that was the request of uh sir Lawrence olivier because he was very ill at the time of shooting and so he asked that his character be killed off because he didn't want to come back for a sequel and he didn't want someone else portraying Van Helsing.
1: Oh, okay. If
0: there were a sequel. Yeah. So, having said all this, Rob, what did you think of Dracula 19... It's not called Dracula 1979, but there's so many Draculas. What did you think of Frank Langella's Dracula from 1979? I
1: liked it. It was a fun movie. It's... um. You know, like I, there was a lot of stuff that in which we pointed out, but it really didn't detract from my enjoyment of the movie. It kind of added to it because it, it made it very amusing for me to watch.
0: It really was someone and I don't have problems with this. It really was someone's unique spin on the tail. Mm-hmm. Yes. Now for fans of our show, creature casters, would you recommend it?
1: Oh yeah. But I would say like, don't go in expecting like, high levels of blood and all that stuff. Like, it's just kind of what you warned me about. Um, It's more of like the sexy kind of Dracula.
0: hmm
1: Yeah, so I agree. It's, it's kind of like a romantic, dark uh, tale of, of sorts, you know?
0: I don't know if this is going to come out the way I mean it to, but it's almost like Twilight of the Time. I've never seen that. The Twilight films? Oh, the Twilight films. Okay. Yeah. It seemed like it was really trying to take the vampire lore and really up the romanticism of it.
1: Yeah. Make it sexy instead of gruesome. Yeah. Make it.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Downplay the gruesomeness of it. Still keep the vampire angle, but really appeal to the romanticism, the like, you know, kind of not, I guess, sexiness, but more the romanticism of it, I think.
1: Yeah. Like the allure of the, the yes. Vampire.
0: Yeah. And it's very safe. Like it's not, uh, um, how do I say this? Um, like people could watch this and not feel like they were, um, victims of the vampire. Like it was, uh, like almost consensual. It wasn't forced on them. Um, yeah. Does, does that make sense? What I'm trying to say? It does. Because even though okay. he
1: kind of, um, he's like, you will, you will do my bidding. You will be this and that for me. It's still, it's like, uh-huh. Yes, I, I will do that. You
0: know? Yeah. It's not, uh, I don't want to uh, trigger or hit anyone's eye. Cause I certainly want to be respectful, but it doesn't, uh, nothing about it feels, uh, sexually coercive or like rapey. Mm-hmm. Right. That That's what I'm trying to say. Yeah, it feels very, yeah. Um, and I don't mean that in a bad way or anything. I'm not making fun or anything. It just, it seems like very uh, safe on, the, on that level. Right. If um,
1: anything, it actually feels like Dracula is the one who's more aloof while he's being, you know, chased down by all these women. Right. <laughs> right.
0: <laughs> um, now, I would totally recommend it. It's, it's, uh. I mean, it's, it is a vampire movie. I mean, it's, it's, it's Dracula. Mm-hmm. Um, it's not super gory. Like, you know, if you're looking for gore, you'll be disappointed. Um, it really does uh, feel Gothic to me. Like, so if you're looking like a Gothic thing, it kind of in a lot of ways feels like a hammer vampire film too. If you're familiar with hammer films out there, listeners um, it's got your, it's got your creature. Cause it's got, you know, Dracula, the King of the vampires and, mm-hmm. um, I had fun with it. I did like all the different twists. You know, if you're going to nitpick it, yeah, there were a lot of things where I'm like, I don't really know that that fits into the vampire lord. but, you know, who cares? It was, you know, it was fun for what it was. Um. Now, Rob, have you ever seen Once Bitten? I have. Uh, that was uh, Jim Carrey, right? Yeah. And have you ever seen Love at First Bite? I think I have seen that movie with as well. George Hamilton. To me, this movie... Had a very direct correlation to Love at First Bite and kind of Once Bitten, too,
1: I think. <laughs> yeah. Whereas, like, Once Bitten is more a product of like the mid 80s, where
0: it's like a romantic comedy type deal. Yeah. Well, and Love at First Bite's the same way, too. But I think that this particular Dracula made it very uh, more mainstream for audiences and i think the other ones that kind of paved the way for those other films which made it even more acceptable to even make it more uh make the mythos even more silly and and kind of campy yeah yeah which isn't bad i'm not saying it's a bad thing but i think this kind of paved the way for that those films as well
1: right because like if you read the you know if you read the bram stoker tale that was very dark it was very tragic um and you know these movies are nothing like that. Well, oh, the the Coppola film is a little bit like that, but he you know he kind of took some liberties too.
0: Oh sure, yes, certainly, certainly, um, yeah, N- yes, very much so. Now I have no um reserves about recommending this to people. I mean it's it's a totally fine, fun film. I hope that we did it justice for um our uh, Instagram fan who wanted us to cover it. So I hope they're pleased with what we did.
1: I hope so. Yeah. And thanks for recommending it because this was actually a fun watch. I really liked
0: it. Exactly. And I don't want to, I always want to make sure it's okay to mention names and I didn't double check. So I don't want to just mention names on, you know, Mm -hmm. throw that out there in the ether, but I hope they enjoyed it. Now, as far as our next movie coming up, this one is Rob's pick and it's from 2002. It is a Wes Craven produced film called They.
1: Yeah, so I hope uh, everyone listening, if you haven't seen the movie, go go watch it so you can follow along with us and, and know what we're talking about. It is kind of an obscure one.
0: I always think that's better anyway, if you're not familiar with the film, to watch it first, because we do spoil everything. And I, I hate to spoil your film watching experience. Yeah, before that's you true. Get to do it. Yeah.
1: Because like we give away major plot points and we delve into like some things that we see happen during the movie. And it's like, well, if you haven't seen it, then you're like, what what are these people talking about?
0: Right, <laughs> right, right, right. And as always, if you would like to reach us, we are lurking around on Instagram at Midnight Mask Creature Cast. And well, Rob? Yep. Or you could
1: catch us on uh, Gmail at mmccpod at gmail.com for all your recommendations or if you just want to say hi, you know,
0: whatever. And as always, from the bottom of our deep, dark hearts, we appreciate you joining us weekly because the more the scarier. And until next time, we hope that you stay spooky. (laughs) Very good. Very good. I feel myself unbuttoning my shirt just to expose my neck at that very mention. (laughs) Ha ha ha